Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting, amazing, incredible, dynamic episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. Um, this is a really important and special day because I'm with my best friend and her new hubby. Um, you might recognize them. I feel like I'm just making this like, it's too long. Anyway, I'm here with Becky Habersberger and Keith Habersberger. Welcome, guys. That's us, hey. the Habersberger. Habersburgers. Yeah, that's what we do. That's, that's how we talk. Chance. Wherever you go, like a gang. Habersberger, whoop, whoop. Habersberger, whoop, whoop. And then we have our handshake and our the clapping and the... It'd be nice if the listeners could hear the clapping, but it's fine. No, you don't. <laughs> they don't want to hear. I don't think it's not really a thing that we do. It's special uh, content. Becky tries to have us learn a <laughs> handshake every like six months, but then we never keep it up, so we immediately forget it. And uh, then no, then sometimes she's upset when we were we don't remember it after never doing it. But then we remember it, it, and it's even better, and it fortifies our love. And there are people that look at us, and they're like, "Look at that couple," and their secret handshake. Are they best friends or are they in love? We want them to have it be an either or there. (laughs) You can only pick one. You definitely cannot do both. Um, I feel very, very lucky to be with y'all right now because this is exclusive content, listeners. This is the first interview with a newly married couple, Mr. and Mrs. Habersberger. It's true. Very true. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want us to say? Um, I feel like we should tell them just like, us as a trio, like our origin, <laughs> our origin story, because I mean it's been a few years of this. Of what? Of our friendship <laughs> and oh, our I'm love. Just, I'm, I, oh, you're saying like it's a, we need to tell them our origin story because it's been a few years of this. It's the most vague. What is what is your origin story? I don't even know how you two met. You met at college, oh, I assume. God. Yeah, yeah. How did we meet? I'm pretty sure I was at a party being rude, and you were rude too, and then we became friends. I think that was it. I think I maybe saw you do something rude to someone, and I was like, I want to be her friend. I remember that we were at a party, a Halloween party, and so-and-so was like, your elbows are everywhere. And I turned to you, and I was like, fuck that girl. And you were like, what? And I was like, she told me that my elbows were everywhere. And Becky goes, this is about elbows? (laughs) I was so pissed. Sounds all right. I just wanted to put this in perspective. Like, you're really pissed about elbows. She was level 10 elbows. I don't remember the elbows, but I assume you were level 10. It was college. I just loved being mad. Yeah, it happened, you know. And somebody probably did fucking elbow you somewhere. Yeah. And I I just, I had my elbows out to protect myself. (laughs) Um, No, what I mean by this is that I've stayed with you guys the last, like, four times I've been in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like we're this cute little family. Yeah, yeah, you do call me dad. And me mom. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's just something I've come to accept. Thank you. <laughs> Becky, what do you think? Do you like it? I love the mom and dad. I think it's very cute. Mm-hmm. I also sometimes like things that bother Keith. <laughs> just because you, like, you loll about it. Like, Sometimes I can't tell if he really hates something or he's just jokingly hating something. And there's this very thin line that, like, it's a little upsetting when you cross it. And you're like, oh, you is similar for both expressions, I think. Yeah. I think also it's not just calling you dad. It's the way I say it. It is the oh, way you say it. And Can you give the listeners a taste? Yeah, they have to put the mic away from a my face. Taste. <laughs> it's, fuck. Mommy, dad. 
Yeah, so that that's probably it's just that <laughs> Hannah's volume just skyrockets out of nowhere sometimes. Even right before this podcast, I said, "So, uh, should we um, do the podcast?" Like, okay. I'm like, oh god, I'm right across from you. I just get really excited, Keith. Just having a good time. And honestly, I'm just preparing you both for adulthood. I mean, parenthood. Adulthood and parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I should say, like, parenthood aside, how's married life so far? It's pretty good. It's like exactly what not married life was, except days and days and hours and hours of legal paperwork to change your last name. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it for me. It's the same for me. I didn't have to change my last name, so it's the same. I just have a thing on my hand now. That's pretty rad, though. Yeah. No, I like it. That's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty ring. It's rose gold. It's really nice. And when I, I hit a table, I have way more authority now. You were doing that after the wedding, weren't you? Oh, I sure was. I was very <laughs> drunkenly hitting it all the time against everything because yeah, I was yeah, like, you like beer bottles. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like, I'm making music. Yeah, because it just makes more sounds now. You that know, that's, that's me holding the wine glass. Do you think our, cl- our rings could talk to each other? What, they, are they, what are they saying? Say. I don't know if the listeners care too much about. Oh, mine's pretty good. Yeah, yours has a nicer ring than mine too. Uh, mine's not making a good sound. Oh, well, that's there pretty goes. nice. Um, wait, Mary Light. Shattered. Pretty much the same for you. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because uh-huh. you guys have been together for how long? Six, Six years. years. Six years. Yeah. Oh my god. So we should tell the listeners just like, how did you guys like meet? Like, what's your origin story? Take me I out of it. Meet. Uh, we met in college. Uh-huh. Well, the uh, first time we actually met, the first time I ever met Keith, Keith also met my parents. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was very funny. We only realized it, like, much later. much later. But I was a freshman when Keith was a senior in college, and I had done improv in high school. <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> um, so I was like, maybe I want to join this improv group. So we went to, like a talk of all the clubs like at ISU. At ISU. Yeah, it was I like a too. yeah, it was like one of those things. And Keith was there to represent the Improv Mafia and there were people from like Free Stage and mm. all the other little clubs that you could be in. And my dad literally walked up to Keith and was like, uh, "My daughter, she's she's pretty good at uh improv. I don't know uh I don't know if you guys need more people, but if you need her, I mean she's ready. This is my daughter." She's Aww. real good at improv. Sweet, sweet time. <laughs> I love that. It was like full bandana, mm-hmm. hair to his shoulders. What? Yeah, it was, you know, it was college. Yeah. You had a long-haired aesthetic? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Long hair don't care? Long hair don't long care. Long hair, uh, bandana, and uh, general total lack of care about how I presented myself. Mm-hmm. I would say that's fair. Like college for it's pretty college. much everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so you met her parents before, well before you were dating. Did you try yeah. out for Mafia? No. Do you think things would have been different had you tried out for Mafia? Probably. Because then I would have gotten on Mafia, and then all the Mafia boys would have wanted to make me their wives. That happened anyway. Well, if you had gotten on a Mafia, then you, Mafia can't date each other. So, right. Do people actually abide by that? Typically, yes. There were there's certainly exceptions, but uh, the rule was that 
you know, you probably shouldn't. Just because it affects the whole group's dynamic. You know, if you are in a relationship, it will affect how the group teach both of you because you're no longer giving unbiased notes. And then if you break up, well, now there's a rift uh, in the group. And it's sort of like, you know, how you shouldn't date at the office in theory, right? You're, try- you're there also, to do work. Everybody wanted to bone everybody in Mafia. They might have girls wanted to. Boning, girls, boys, boning boys. Girls, what? boning huh? girls. What? Y'all were very flirty with each other. Yeah, we didn't bone each other. I said wanting to. Uh, I don't think the, the many of the boys wanted to bone the other boys. I don't know. Did you I- get that kind of vibe? There were a couple of a couple the guys that were like, we're just really good friends. And it's kind of like a stand by me, like shoulder caress yeah. that happened a little oh, yeah. too we long. Didn't, we didn't yeah. mind like touching each other. Like we were very, very huggy. Everyone in the mafia is yeah. super huggy. So I, f- I auditioned for mafia and I feel like it's great that I didn't get on because I'm not that huggy. No. Like, please don't ever touch me. No. You know, it's very huggy. We were like honorary though mafia girls and that we went and partied at Pangea a lot mm-hmm. i guess for listeners we should explain what Pangea is Pangea was the apartment that i actually had and i was one of the inaugural members of Legend. Pangea. Mm-hmm. in fact i believe i named Pangea. you Pangea. did yeah i we well we, i mean it was the four of us a you're a stars we born. just stars it was just a big thing in our college town to have apartments with names and eventually those names also reflected a theme so when i was a, a freshman there was the coliseum and that was Bwo and mark and nick bakula's apartment and then there was the lindenberg which was tins's apartment on linden and then we got an apartment in that same building and we called it pangea and then dinosaur themed. it was dinosaur mm-hmm. themed so we had dinosaurs everywhere uh, and then it just really grew too because so we got it and it was kind of a shitty apartment that needed the carpet replaced and it would never get replaced until the Mafia moved out of Pangea. I think Pangea had it or Mafia had Pangea for seven or eight years That's and so because crazy. it kept cycling through just two new people at a time it sort of had an overlap. Sammy the rental company never came in to make it better because so when they finally did come in at the end of that I mean there's no way they got their security to deposit back because it was just a train wreck house. Um, it was a frat house, basically. It was an yeah. apartment frat house, mm-hmm. which is really amazing. But it was a, it was cool. A lot, a lot of people party there. Oh my god! Nice little spot. Yeah, I will say that the parties there were amazing. Like if there was mm-hmm. a Pangea party, like the outfit was planned. I was like getting shit done. I was yeah. like super pumped. I did date a guy who lived in Pangea once, also on Improv Mafia. Oh yeah, you did. Um, and it was really, it was, an, as a girlfriend, it was annoying. Like, I'm glad that you guys missed this because it was annoying to, like, go back to his place and be like, let's just be romantic. And meanwhile, there's, like, 10 people smoking weed in the living room and it becomes, like, a group hangout by default. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people there all the time. Yeah. It was sort of, that was the vibe of it. Like, it was a frat house. Yeah. It's just always something happening. Totally. I spent a snow day there once drinking pink Franzia with Mountain Dew. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a spritzer. I mean, essentially, that's a spritzer. It sounds like a college drink. It's like a, a foul, foul attempt at a it spritzer. It sounds like something like Jeff Hellenthal would have made. Jeff Hellenthal had all these, like, mixers that were just, like, watermelon berry and stuff like that. And they were very neon colored. And he would just always drink them with Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. Because Mountain Dew's an upper, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a, whole lot it's of a caffeine caffeinated beverage. Sugar. So, yeah. Yep. I don't think beverage. most people call beverages an uppers. <laughs> but a te- tequila's an upper. Yes, because yeah, it's an alcohol. alcohol. But no, normally, it's a sugar. Yeah, but it's an alcohol that has sugar in it. Like right? yeah, of the alcohols, it's an, it's an upper alcohol. Alcohols. But you don't say that a caffeinate. You don't say, give me a Coca Cola. I really need an upper right now. 
Well, maybe you don't. <laughs> um, okay. College memories. Do you guys have any other college memories, like, either with each other or just in general that you were like, oh, my God, this is, like, iconic in my college experience? Um, well, Keith hates it when I tell the story where he was mean to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that happened One to time he was mean to me. Was he just in a bad mood, though, to be fair? No. No. He was just being mean. But you didn't he play by the rules, cool. and I told her that you have to play by the rules, and she didn't like that. Was it Foursquare Marathon? Uh, no. It was. Now you're going to make me tell the story. So there's you a party. You were clearly dying to tell there's the story. There's the party. <laughs> it's called Blasmus, and it's mm-hmm. where everyone oh, so brings. Fun. It's Secret Santa. Everybody brings alcohol. I'm not saying that I was getting alcohol when I was under 21, but there was a chance that I did get an older person to buy me alcohol so I could gift it to this other person, which was already a task because everyone else is just barely 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got an adorable, hypothetically, an adorable you chocolate. Can't get, you can't get in trouble anymore for this. You know, yeah, you, it's, you, it's okay. Is there like a statute of limitations? No, they, um, no, they, can't, they can't arrest you for <laughs> having a blood alcohol content from... 10 years ago, that's not a thing. All right. <laughs> Changing well, my The jig tone. is up. <laughs> the jig is up. I guess you guys already know I was drinking underage and I was buying people booze mm-hmm. underage. <laughs> and I was buying our friend Billy Walsh, who was my uh, secret Santa, uh, chocolate milk, Godiva liqueur, which now looking back, I'm like, that was an awful present. Why would I get him Godiva liqueur instead of just like... <laughs> Like beer. Beer. <laughs> or like booze. You were like, I'm going to be classy about Blasphemous. I was like, I'm going to make him a fun like chocolate milk drink. So I go and I put the, it was a gallon of milk. I don't know what bag I was supposed to put it in and put it in this disgusting frat fridge. I came over early to drop it off and there's Keith in his bandana. And he's like, all the presents are supposed to be wrapped. Mm-hmm. And Dark. I was like... Mm-hmm. I'm a minor and I acquired alcohol and this is a gallon of milk and a giant thing of Godiva. What am I supposed to put it in? And then he proceeded to just like yell at me and tell me that I like wasn't following the rules and I was going to ruin Blasphemous and that I'm a bad person. I should go well, die. I offered you wrapping paper and you said, I don't need to wrap it. And I said, you do need to wrap it. That's the rules. There's wrapping paper here. You can use it. And you refused. So I was upset with well, you for wanna... blatantly disrespecting why the holiday. Would you wrap a... Why would you wrap a jug of chocolate? It was a gallon of chocolate milk. It's funny. The whole thing is funny. It's a secret Santa of booze. We all sit around and pretend it's not going to be booze. And then we open it up and we're like, oh my God, you got booze? It was a a joke. The joke doesn't work if it's not wrapped because then you see what you're getting. Long story short, (laughs) from that moment on, Keith's always like, Becky didn't like me when we were in college. Well, because from then on, she was very mean to me. I point back to that time when he was mean to me. What a beautiful story. Thank you. You've come so far. I know. Do you want to hear something dark? Sure. I, you're like, (laughs) always. My freshman year, all my friends, like all my guy friends got into mafia. My best friend was dating a guy in mafia. I did not get invited to Blasmus, and I found out about it like through all my friends that were going. So I messaged Jared the Wolfman Mason, and I said, Jared, I do not care if I'm involved in the actual gift giving, 
but I really want to come to the party. Can Aww. I please come to the party? Isn't that so pathetic? No, that's and Jared was like, here's the skinny. We already gave people, like, he literally said, here's the skinny. Yeah. Uh, we already gave people, like, partners. So, like, you can come, but you're literally just going to be, like, sitting there watching everyone else get a gift. And, like, that's going to be kind of weird. And I was like, I don't mind. <sighs> so I just came. And then him and Haley surprised me with alcohol because they felt bad. Aww. And now they're married and have a kid. That was nice of them. That's yeah. a nice move right yeah, there. Yeah, even, the, even then, they were just like stand-up people that wanted to parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark story, I never got invited to Blasphemous unless somebody had a crush on me. So there were... So every year. No, <laughs> I didn't get invited junior and senior year, I don't think. But oh. freshman and sophomore year, I got invited. It's like Legally Blonde. You're like, you only... Invited me because you like, wanted to kiss me I'm on the sure mouth. Why, like you wanted to be a part of Blasphemous. You literally hated every other thing that the mafia did. You hate the zebra stripes down the pipes. You hate that the way they party. You hated the way they all were like hanging out and smoking weed and hugging all the time. Yeah. So why did you no. not want to be a part of any of that? But you did want to be a because part of one of the things. I like going to fun parties. The yes, thing that I didn't do. like. <laughs> And which eventually ended up happening because I said junior and senior year, I didn't get invited. I don't like being excluded from things. And hanging out with anyone from the mafia was like, we're in a club and we got these secret jokes. And you're not. And you don't know this joke. Bye. I remember one time I did a it drove lot. Me yeah, but also like they didn't invite you to the party where they were gonna do those jokes. So when you force yourself into that party and then you didn't like those jokes, that's I your fault. I didn't force myself in any party. It's not my fault. People wanted to bone me and I got into the party. I forced myself Ooh, into the party. Yeah, yeah Hannah, Hannah forced, forced herself. Yeah, because I like parties and I like an excuse to wear cute outfits and um, I just want to be relevant. I get that. Yeah. I identify a lot with Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Like, oh, you didn't invite me to your party? I'm going to murder your firstborn child. And then I'm not going to do it right away. I'm going to make you wait 16 years. And you can see how cool <laughs> she grows up to be. And then she's going to die. Slow it's a slow, slow burn. burn. I think I made my point. See you at Christmas. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maleficent vibes. Malef- okay. Maleficent. So how, so you dated in Chicago mm-hmm. for a little oh. bit. And you did long distance though, because you were dating your mm-hmm. senior year. You were already in Chicago, Keith. Uh-huh. Becky, you were still long distance. Yeah, yeah. And, like little, like, little yeah. distance. Short yeah, distance. two hours. But then Keith was also touring at that time, so mm-hmm. there were times where we wouldn't see each other for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. That was really when our friendship thrived because we would take every. I love how every Friday we acted like it was like something we hadn't done before. We're like, <laughs> let's order pizza. Okay, get this. Let's order pizza. Let's watch a Nicholas Sparks movie. Let's drink Mike's hard margaritas. Holy fuck! Best idea ever. Never thought of it before next like, week yes let's sort of get ready to go out but then end up not actually right. doing it and i would like sleep on your floor or couch depending on how boring the movie was i liked our <gasps> old apartment because we had the couch and the love seat were like parallel to each other so it was like so you could and kind boop. of nap together yeah it was <laughs> like very you could, intimate like, you could like lay down and look at the other person <laughs> without being Good on the morning. same bed yeah oh, the my best roommate he's used to fall asleep on the couch Four times a week. That's what I'm like. I'm a couch and I would sleeper. Be like, I love napping on couches, but I don't think I would spend the whole night on the couch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd be like, Jesus, get, you should go to bed. And he'd be like, meh, meh, meh. And just ignore it. And you. then he'd just be like, no, I like my couch. <laughs> so, so wait. Okay. Dated in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You were still in college. Then you mm-hmm. were in Chicago at the same time for a minute. Then mm-hmm. Keith, for a year. You, for a year. Mm-hmm. you moved to Los Angeles, Keith. Mm-hmm. You spent another year in Chicago before mm-hmm. you moved. Uh, what was the difference in the times that you were in the same city? What was the difference between like dating in Chicago and dating in LA? Was it like, cause I mean like, was it any different? The scene? It's cold in Chicago. It's cold in Chicago. 
So you spent a lot more time inside. If I'm coming to Chicago, it's cold, and we pretty much stayed only in Becky's room because it was freezing. Yeah. Uh, And you had uh, a variety of roommates who were uh, on a spectrum of happiness or sadness constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was very unpredictable. It was like, I don't know how anyone... I I was like, I would walk into this house, I'm like, maybe everyone's going to be happy today, maybe everyone's going to be pissed today, and I don't know. But no one... It was never... The same. Like Every Wheel time of I Fortune. Into that house, it was just a different vibe. It was like, oh, this person's being a bitch now, and then then they weren't being a bitch. Like, oh no, we're cool right now, but this person's being a bitch, and this person's leaving their food out, and this person won't, it gets upset if you use a spoonful of their food, and then like uh, somebody broke a dish that I liked and didn't apologize, and I'm like, okay. All right, now somebody didn't break a dish that I liked. Either Clayton or Eliza. <laughs> Whoa, going in. I'm naming names. I don't think it was Clayton, though, because she wouldn't have reached for a beer glass. But I'm like, maybe Eliza reached for a beer glass. There's a beer glass I got in Boston, and somehow in Chicago, it went missing. Gone. <gasps> Evaporated. Who the fuck took and it? And nobody, I like, I, I like told him, I was like, guys, I'm like, yeah, I'll be a little mad if you broke it, but like, I just need to know where it is, because you're making me think I never bought it, and it, I... Tricked myself, you know? That's also good practice for parenthood, though, is being like, who did it? Yeah. Just also, tell me. It just tells you never buy a glass from a brewery. Just steal one because it's probably going to break anyway. So don't spend money on a brewery glass. Well, it wasn't about the money. It was like an $8 glass. Yeah, it was, cool it was glass. just like I was in that phase of like, I'm going to get a beer glass from every brewery I go to. And I still have some. I have Sam Adams brewery glasses in the cabinet mm-hmm. right now from like. Yeah, you do. Eight years ago. Um, but I think what Keith learned from me in the dating scene was Becky living with a boy was better than Becky living with girls. <laughs> I think that's I fair. I lived with a boy for two years, not in a romantic way. Uh-huh. And then I lived with girls for the next two years, and it was tumultuous. It does really um, bring out your crazy in a way that you're not fully prepared for. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, like, when I lived with Jesus, there wasn't like a ton. I mean, there were things that he did that bothered me, but it wasn't anything that I couldn't say like, dude, why did you do that? Or like, this is stupid. And well, then like, it wasn't like an epic blow up of something or like, yeah, there wasn't like a laundry list of things. Well, like also I feel like if you tell a guy like, hey, could you do your own fucking dishes, please? They'll be like, fine, I guess I will. Yeah. As opposed to a girl, it's like, and then yeah. slams the door and you're and like, like you oh. kind of like let things build up yeah. and like when I lived you want to be polite yeah and like and when I blow. when I lived with Jesus it was like well it was like you know if one or two things built up it's not a big deal but then when you're living with like two girls and like it's madness and like everyone has and just something everything's building up, building up and yeah. you're just like I'm gonna explode um, so long story short <laughs> Live with boys. Uh, dating so in LA, LA was better than Chicago. Was better, but just because yeah. there's stuff to do in LA. And also, uh, Becky was going to move to LA. So I think when she came to visit, it was like, oh, cool. These are the things we'll hopefully be able to do. Or also, mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe in some ways it was bad because some ways it was different. And it was, you know, it, it definitely is harder here. You have to drive everywhere. There's a lot of traffic. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit confusing. The city's very big. Um, well, Keith didn't have a car when he first moved here. Car, yeah. So one of our first hilarious LA dates was taking a two-hour bus ride <gasps> to Warner Brothers Studios. Buses ride, buses I would say. Ride. So we had to yeah, transfer across three buses three to buses. get there. <laughs> Did they not have Uber? 
They did. I was poor. Yeah, we could TBT to being poor. I didn't have a job yet. Yeah. Aw. So I was just living off of some residual voiceover money, and I was editing a movie for the first six months that I was out here. So I like had some money, but I didn't know how much long longer that money was going to last. And so I want to say Uber wasn't that. It wasn't big, big here. enough because yet, when yeah. I was in, even when I lived in Chicago, I never took an Uber. I took a cab. Uh huh. And I didn't even start taking Ubers until I came to LA and I asked someone how I get a cab and they basically laughed in my face. They definitely had Ubers here, but uh, it just wasn't as like as prevalent as now. Right. And it's like yeah. Avi, order an Uber, who yeah. orders it? I think I also only thought like, well, Ubers are only for at night when you're going somewhere, <laughs> getting yeah, drunk. You, during the day, high. you take public transit because it's daylight and that's what you do. And also still living in a Chicago mindset of like, I'll just take public transit. It'll take an hour, but whatever. Totally. It took two hours. Took and time. in LA, it's just not the case. It's not the case. Like I, in Chicago, I can like boop on the red line and get somewhere in like yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah. It's truly fantastic. Yeah. Here, it's not the case. No. I long for the days when I would take a bus to see Keith and it was like, a 20 minute bus ride and I thought that was like this is oh, real pain this is so long I might as well just drive right for context I live in LA and my job right now is 3.2 miles away and it takes me 35 minutes to get there to drive there damn that's a 10 minute mile damn I could walk <laughs> you that. can run that in, I don't know that I could to, but according to PE class you should be able to run to work the same speed that I can drive to work that's truly madness. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so your wedding vid went viral. Mm-hmm. Viral wedding. Number one trending. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it to trend number one, but I'm glad it did. Uh, of course, I'm in my mind. I'm like, oh, I'll talk about how the internet works and why I think it, it That's did. That's interesting. But, well, um, to me, obviously, like the reason it was, beautiful. it was beautiful, but the other types of videos that trend about weddings are a viral dance or sometimes it's like oh look at this groom and he is he, he's crying when his wife walks down the aisle um but there's like individual moments it's just one moment of a wedding in a as a viral video but this is like the first time that it was a a storytelling montage of a wedding experience that still included like the emotional side and the yeah. emotional share of like oh you feel like you're intimately a part of someone else's moment but this had a scope of an adventure to it. Uh, also, it's you know someone you recognize from other videos, and mm. you feel like also Try Guys in general and BuzzFeed in general. Everyone thinks that they know us on a intimate yep. friendship level, and they right. kind of do because we are ourselves in videos. Mm. Whereas when you see an actor in a TV show, you know that character really well, but you don't know the person. Mm. The Try Guys is an unscripted show, so you know the person pretty well. So when you get to see an intimate part of a person's life it really feels like you saw your friend's wedding. Right. So that's why I think it did especially well. Uh, but even though, um, what was I going to say? I, I think that it's it's just like people love love. Yeah. But I will interject. Uh-oh. Go for it. If they're listening right now, you two girls that crashed, we saw you. <gasps> Our friends saw you and we made eyes. And you were very respectful to leave quickly. I think it was pretty dope that they it crashed. It was not dope. It was, it was cool. not dope. They looked like they were 18 and they definitely went to the bar. Hey, you know what? 
we literally were just talking about doing the same thing as 18 year olds about 15 minutes ago. But I'm not, not like, oh, I saw an wedding. internet celebrity <laughs> and I crashed his wedding in small town yeah. Illinois. How Super cool fun. are those girls? There was there were the only two people who did that. A whole world of Chicagoans could have done that, and those two girls did. I have to say, no. as someone that stalked Stasi Schroeder at multiple establishments in Chicago over the course of two days, and finally found her and forced her to take a picture with me, I want to be like, "Fuck those!" Girls. But a wedding is very intimate. It's not like I found you at a bar. It's different, it's different than a bar. They like, are having like a birthday party. Yeah. They didn't crash the ceremony, and they didn't even seem to show up until like dinner. I think it was after dinner no, they showed up. Dinner. They were there at dinner. Yeah, Where were my, they sitting? My eagle-eyed girl saw them. They oh, went and posted up at the bar. You're tacky and I hate you. That's very funny. That's what I would have said to them. <laughs> but then they noticed when we were like getting ready to do the bouquet toss that my friends were like very harshly staring at them because we didn't have any children at our wedding. There were like babies at our wedding, but there we don't have any teenagers in our family. Right. So seeing two teenagers was like... Stuck out like a goddamn sword. You don't have a long funny For a moment, I was like, I don't know, maybe they are with somebody. And I'm like, no, wait, we we wrote the invite list. There's no, 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 maybe they are with someone. And I'm like, who? Who did you invite that has teenage kids that we just forgot about? I was feeling good. I was like giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe maybe they were invited, and I just forgot. I think I told you about this, but the in the back like area where that like other bathroom was, I was back there and some of the kids working your wedding were like, so like, you're in the wedding party, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how did they find out about this place? Because I mean, this is a small town. And it was so cute. They were, and this one girl was like, I mean, I don't watch the Try Guys, but my sister really likes them. So it's like really exciting. And I was like, it was, weird. Like, it was so sweet. People do that when they come up to me and they're like, my friend really likes your show. And I'm like, okay, well, go tell your friend to come talk to me. And they're yeah. like, I mean, no, I watch it too. I'm like, why are you, why, why would, yeah. why do you think it's cool to come talk to me, but pretend you don't like what I do? Right. Then yeah. why are it's a very, it's a bizarre I, I really, lapse in judgment on their part. Yeah. There was an article about Bo Burnham like years ago and it made me so sad for like, internet famous people and this was like before Keith was at BuzzFeed and it was like this man from Boston interviewing Bo Burnham and they went to a mall and these like girls came up to him and like were clearly like giggling and knew who he was but like walked up to him were like who are you even like almost like just put him down and it was like the saddest thing and I was like that's so why wouldn't you just say hey I really like your stuff bye right I do like when someone comes up to me and they ask, they go, are you famous? And I go, apparently not. Because if you have to ask if I'm famous, then I'm not. Well, that one girl from, there was a girl from like an intern that worked at BuzzFeed that came up to me when I was working in an Ulta to ask if I was famous. And I was like, bitch, I am working in an Ulta. You're like, cute. No. I was like, uh, no. Well, I like... I mean, no offense to you, Keith. You've always just been like Becky's boyfriend to me. Like, you're the guy that Becky dates and now is married to. I'm the star. You're the star. <laughs> um, but I didn't really, like, realize the scope of, like, how many people knew you until we went to Disneyland. And kids were, like, literally crying, like, going up to you being like, oh, my God. And that was, like, pretty dope. And we got to, like, cut lines and stuff. Yeah, and cool. I was like, yo, I'm not mad that my friends are, like, famous-ish. By all means. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah, perks are good, and but I I will say if anyone ever is, is like, man, why do those celebrities get to jump in the front of the line at a place? It's because from traveling to A to B, you're gonna stop and take 50 photos with people, so the whole park is a line. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good point. So like, yes, I do sometimes try to get a guide so I can get to the attraction faster. But anybody who asks me to take a picture, I'll never say no to. I'll say, can we keep walking to take the picture? Because if I stop, it becomes a scene and then like it sort of snowballs. But, uh, But I'll always take a picture with somebody. I think think that's the right thing to do yeah super dope i know i'm already learning and i don't even live here yet like if i were to succeed in what i want to do and like people were to know who i was i already know like the type of person i want to be i.e myself i.e like not entitled and not like no i'm above that yeah boo okay so now that you're both influencers (laughs) i hate the word influencer (laughs) you are Anybody, I think influencers described as having a social media following over 10,000. Well, fuck you too, Becky. All right. <laughs> well, I just think it's funny when like I'll meet another makeup artist and I'll, they'll be like, what's your Instagram? And I almost don't want to give it to them because they have like legit like makeup pictures on their Instagram. And then they like friend me and they're like, you have 42,000 Instagram. How do you? And then they see it's just like weird dopey pictures. <laughs> And then I have to be like, oh, it's my husband. He's on the internet. And they're like, shh, don't tell anyone. Just don't do, tell. Like it, occasionally somebody uh, who has like, I like a nice size Instagram probably, and they don't know who I am. And they'll, they'll be talking about something. And they're like, oh, I'll tag you in my Instagram. I have a huge mm. following. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, what's your handle? I'm like, oh, it's at Keith Habs. And then they, they tag it. And then they look and be like, oh, wait, huh? <laughs> that has to be like, funny that's like a little lol moment it's fun only because typically they are doing that in a way that's like i'm gonna help you out because i'm such a cool person check it out i'm about to help you out dude you need my help and i'm like i i i also only have a bunch of really stupid pictures yeah it's it's a my little sister loves them oh good it's you know what's funny is that i i look at my instagram and i look at things like that and think about like oh what's performing better because i make content so i have to think about how they perform yeah and Really, just selfies of me <laughs> do well, but love does the best. Every picture that is of me and Becky or anything that was like wedding stuff is like four times the amount of likes that I would Amazing. get. But like for whatever reason, a selfie of me, they'll like better than most things. Like a selfie of me will get 40,000 likes. A picture of me and Becky will probably get sixty-five thousand likes. The wedding photos all get like a hundred thousand. It's ridiculous. But if I take like a a cool thing that I'm doing, fifteen thousand likes. Interesting. And if I do something more in the character of Keith, like a picture of me with fried chicken, that'll get like fifty thousand likes because I'm playing into the caricature version of myself that they like. Very interesting. I did want to ask you guys this too. So the video went viral, V cool, like especially for me who had a small right, partner. Yeah. Star. Um, no, my but it was like super exciting to have my little sister be like, oh my God, you're in this video. Like that was the dopest part. Um, but did you guys, do you ever read any of the comments? Yes. Yeah, any that you remember? Yeah. Like how could you not? All the time. Um, I don't know. I read, well, yeah, I don't know. All the comments that I read are usually nice. I haven't like read mean comments. There was, I think it was the video Keith did that was like men catcall. What men are really saying when they catcall women. And that was when I first read comments of any video. And it was like the most fucked up thing I've ever seen because it was just me like screaming at my computer and Keith was finally like, stop, you have to stop reading the comments. And I was like, 
how are there people in the world like this? I mean, the more staunchly progressive the video is, the more people who are against that are vocal on it. So, you know, and also, I don't get a lot of negative comments, um, but it's mostly because I'm a boy. The internet is a lot nicer to boys than they are to girls. They're very mean to girls. Yeah, I mean, fair, that's yeah. a societal thing uh, that really sucks, but it's, it's just exponentially harder. If you did the exact same stuff that I do and you were a girl, you'd be judged so much more harshly and they're just people are just so mean to you for no reason. Right. And so, uh, like, objectifying, like, I'll get... One out of a hundred comments will probably be negative about me. Um, and they certainly stick out. Like psychologically, you always mm -hmm. focus on the one negative and ignore like the, I love this. It was right, all great. Yeah. Um, but I, I look at some of my coworkers' comments and I just was like, man, what a, what's so much harder to make content and like have a bunch of people just trying to fuck with your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was telling Becky this the other day because I'm in a Vanderpump Rules super fan Facebook group. And I'm super active in it because it's just like people who are obsessed with the show and we love like talking. Mm -hmm. But I was telling Becky, I was like, I like purposely, if I'm about to post something, think like if this person that I'm talking about were to see this comment, would they think like, oh, that's funny. Like I can laugh at myself because I'm yeah. a public figure. Mm -hmm. Or would it like really hurt their feelings? And I never post anything that I think is truly hurtful. But some people would be like, she's such a dumb bitch. And it just is like, yeah. They're like, yeah, people do dumb shit, especially when you're in the public eye, especially in a reality show. Like, if someone were to follow me around with a camera wasted, everyone would call me a dumb bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, I, yeah, you don't need to go in on these people like that to the point, you know? Yeah, just people people, people who are sad. Also, everyone's very brave yeah. behind their computers. Yeah, it's oh, just people yeah. who are sad or mean. And that's like, no one would go up to any of you and be like, you sold your wedding? You're such a piece of shit. You didn't sell your wedding though. I by the wish way. I, I wish we that. sold. No, yeah. I, what did someone say? Someone made some comment being like, "Why would you ever share this with people? It's so personal." I read some stupid comment like that, and there was a million other people being like, "I'm crying in Texas for y'all. So happy you got married." It's like a million of comments like that. Yeah, I read them. I like when people think that Buzzfeed pays for our wedding, yeah. <laughs> like no, that they no. like sponsored the wedding. I mean, Keith gets a paycheck from them as like his salary. So in that way, yes, they paid for booze in no way like no, they didn't pay a sponsored for, video where no. they like hooked it up. Right. Weddings on us. Anything is yeah, like, we didn't pay for anything of that yeah. wedding, to be clear. It was a rad wedding. No. Yeah, it was a great wedding. It was a super fun wedding. Fucking awesome day. It was such a fun wedding. It was, uh, I mean, I was certainly, I would like it the most, but it was the most fun wedding I've been to. And it also is the dopest after party of any wedding that I've been to. It was so fun. We ordered uh, like catering from Buffalo Wild Wings. Lots of Buffalo Wild Wings. Lots of Buffalo. Well, and not enough. It was gone, it was gone so fast. Like literally like 10 well, minutes. I because... went to take my dress off and Cassie Malady actually, like the mom that she is, because she is actually a mother. A yes, was like, I'm going to make you a plate. What do you need? And I was like, Cassie, I'll just get it in a minute. And like two seconds later, she was back with a plate. And by the time I had gotten my dress off, like slithered out of my Spanx mm -hmm. and put my hair in a ponytail, all the food was gone and mm -hmm. all that was left was like a pound of salsa and yep. ranch. Yeah, like a huge carafe yeah. of salsa. It was <laughs> very, it was like, it was. And not like pico de gallo, it was like wet salsa. <laughs> it was like a football of salsa. Yeah, it was so good. much salsa. Yeah. Um, Great after party though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like all the times I've been to weddings, uh, the after party is like twenty people. It's like the wedding party and like four others, you know. Uh -huh. And this was like eighty people. It was like yeah. a college party where you walked really in the room and you couldn't, you couldn't walk through the room. Yeah, there were just people. It was then, like Pangea. Yeah, yeah it, it was Pangea. a lot like Pangea. I would say. But then at the end of it, uh, the hotel like security guy kept coming up and threatening to call Tinley. 
which we had, the hotel was in Tinley Park, but he didn't say who Tinley was. I mean, obviously he meant the police, but we were like, you're going to call the police on a hotel room. Um, but so every time we would come to the door, we would make a joke that they were going to like Tinley was a person like mm-hmm. Mr. Tinley. I'm a sick Tinley. <laughs> I'm a sick Mr. Tinley. You don't want Mr. Tinley well, up here. And I, before that even happened, because I was like in the lobby and they're like, you part of that party. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I like was about to go to bed because I was lame and went home early or went to my room early. And I was like, guys, just heads up. They're going to call the police. Sammy police. And Sammy <laughs> police for you listeners, like Pangea was in a building owned by a property management company called Sammy. And they had these little like rent a cops like okay. Sammy police Which, that would come and like bust your parties. Sammy police are way better than the real police. Yeah. yeah. Sammy, and that's what seniors would always say. They'd yeah. be like, don't worry guys, just Sammy police. Yeah. I mean it's it it we do have to be quiet, but it, it's just Sammy police. You they, yeah. they can't arrest you. They're yeah. but after this they can call the cops. Yeah. They basically don't want to call the cops because then the cops would be like, your properties have minors getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so Sammy is also covering their asses. Yeah. Totally. Circling back to underage drinking and why you shouldn't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it because if you have even just one woodchuck cider and you go to a party. Where a Jersey Shore themed party? A Jersey Shore themed party. So you're dressed like Snooky, and the cops rate it and you and 50 of your closest friends get like $300 underage drinking tickets. It's not fun to call your parents. You feel like an asshole. You don't have $300. So just don't do it. The one time that I was at a party that got actually broken up by cops and like everybody got tickets, it was, I was so lucky. I had just stepped outside into the backyard when it happened. So you just walked off the property? So I just left. And like everyone else who was inside, Chris Bogue, like all these yeah. people got tickets and I just happened to be outside. I like, I just walked out the back door and then I heard somebody say, yeah, there's cops in there. I'm like, oh, well, that's my cue to go then. And I just walked through the backyard, through someone else's backyard and then out to the street and walked straight back to the apartment. I was like, all right. We're done. I was like a ninja in college where like I was so paranoid about cops. You were there for all these parties. Yeah. I would like contort yeah, my body. In another room. I would like, hide, hide in the, in the dryer yeah, under piles. In a dryer, contorted my body, yeah. hid in a dryer. If someone turned that on, bye. Yeah, they probably <laughs> would have put something in it before <laughs> they would turn it on. No, turn out the no. orders in it. No, nope. yep, some just good Samaritan for fun. Starting dryers. Hid in the dryer. I also hid under piles of like strangers' dirty laundry. Like I was so paranoid. And actually you experienced this last night. We were at like a, a dope party and I was like, I don't do crowds. And I left after five minutes. I took Hannah to a cool underground mm-hmm. LA party that you had to have RSVP'd to ahead LA of time. Nights. And <laughs> it was like LA night nights. shift or something. And we were in it, and admittedly, it was like one of the, it was like a warehouse party, and the main warehouse room was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm into this vibe, but we just each paid ten bucks to be here, so I'm gonna be into this vibe for at least an hour. Uh, and turned out there was a back part of it that was super great. Was, I didn't know. No, she booked it. She was very clearly uncomfortable. I was like, I'm gonna leave, and I'm like, well, do you want us to stay with you while you wait for your Uber? Like, no, I'm just gonna stand in this hall in the middle of downtown Los Angeles, full of strangers. And then I was like, be well, why don't you go? Why don't you go hang out with her until she gets in the car? Because I don't even know where we are. Yeah. I was like, where am I? Where am I? And where Keith just I? took my phone and like put the pin on the thing. and was like, that's where you are. I just opened the map and I just put it here. Okay, wait. Sorry. Snowballing. Back to being influencers. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. If, okay. If, you know how like people like from The Bachelor always like flat tummy tea and I'm like, it's called you don't eat. Uh-huh. Um, 
or like diff eyewear or whatever. If someone were to be like, Becky, Keith, not one account, separate mm-hmm. accounts. If they were like, you can sell this product on your Instagram, you can plug this and make a bunch of money because you're an influencer. What's a product you would be like, I'll be an influencer for that. Fried chicken. Would you want to elaborate? Uh, I mean, I'll do anything. Honestly, I will happily do sponsored posts if they align with the things that I do anyway. With your brand. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want to, I'm not going to do something that's like, you should go sign up for this subscription because I don't want to lock anybody into a contract. Mm-hmm. That, I'm not trying to get a bunch of children uh, and teenagers and college students to like get into a, I don't, I'm not going to sell them that. But if they, if right. they would like, you know, if, if Popeye's fried chicken, hello Popeye's, wants me <laughs> to like post a picture of me loving Popeye's, I'd be happy to because I do love Popeye's. Yeah. And if they want it's me to. But you know what Popeye's doesn't apparently love is when you make a fucking beautiful Popeye's bouquet. So on brand. Popeye's reached out not a once about that beautiful fried chicken bouquet. And that took me a good 30 minutes. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I know. I felt personally victimized because I was like, Popeye's. That's like one of those things that like Popeye's could retweet and be like, look at how cute. What would your thing be? Literally any makeup company ever. That makes sense. If any any makeup brand was like, well, literally I would just do it for product. I do already do it for product. Mm -hmm. Lancome has sent me stuff. That's not like post about this, but it's like, here's a bunch of stuff. You want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, I do want to try it. And I'll take a picture while I'm doing it because that's what I do. Yeah, there's a little wink wink to it. I mean, there's, and also like, you know, people certainly send you things for free, but I only take things that are really funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, uh, or I did one recently uh, where we, we did a Stranger Things musical and we just needed to get a bunch of video equipment to rent it. And I just didn't want to pay $1,000 for video equipment. And I was just like, I reached out to somebody who works at a company called KitSplit. And I was like, can you guys give me equipment? And I will plug your stuff on my Instagram. That's fair. Uh, and I was plugging it on a podcast. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying this is what this is how it happened. So yeah, I, I, like I, Keith 20. I have, yeah, it's 20% Keith off. 10. It's only 10% <laughs> off. It's not that big a deal, uh, literally. Uh, but the, I just... And that's the only time I've done anything right now. It's been a barter system. It's mm-hmm. just like I just don't want to shell out a thousand dollars for something that that you know it's it's expensive. Fair. And uh, but I oh I was going somewhere. I was going somewhere with this. Oh, somebody sent me a really funny suit recently because I, I it was a really funny suit and I was like oh I'll totally wear that because it's funny. Uh, and I'll, when I when I do I'll take a picture and tag you. Like and you liked it anyway. Yeah, I I mean I probably would have bought it if I had stumbled upon it on my, my own because it's funny. Yeah. I think mine, I'm not an influencer. Mine would be self-tanner of any kind. Um, Mom, Dad, you both know this is the first time I've stayed at your apartment where I didn't attend L.A. with a spray tan. Uh You both agree I look better. Yeah, you do. Keith is like a a lot better. I beg to differ, but I've, (laughs) you know, I've had to worry a lot less about if my watch is going to rub off my uh, fake tan. Because by the end of the, I, I told him, I was like, I come here, I feel sexy. By day three, it's like weird cracks on my face. And I was like, Becky, is Hannah have jaundice? What's going on? I was like, no, her spray tan's just wearing off because she's been her here oranges? for seven Does days. Does she need vitamin C? She's been here for seven days and she has to shower. Is she iron deficient? What's going on? Yeah, right? I feel like being iron deficient is kind of chic. Oh, yeah, it's Probably. super cool nowadays. Yeah. I like Everyone's how you said it. that and pointed the mic back. Like, like immediately I pointed feel... the mic back at me, right? Right? Wait, right? And, and your opinion on that? 
Iron deficiency. I'm never going to work for E. I suck at this mic stuff. Um, okay, guys, this is a segment called Hannah's Hotties. I haven't recorded the theme song yet, so I just sing it live every episode. Okay. Oh, you could. Do you want to improv? Hannah's Hotties, Hannah's Hotties. Here's a random guy that Hannah wants to fuck. <laughs> okay, who is it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, be, so, be. so it's college professor edition. Boo, boo, boo. So we kind of have to, I'll use first names only. How about that? Okay. Okay, sure. That's like safe for them. Yeah, I mean, I call a lot of them by their first and last name, so I might slip up. I mean, okay. who listens to this show? Nine people. Okay, so, you know. It's It'll like, be 10,000 after yeah. you guys. <laughs> no one's That's the know. point. <laughs> All right, so who, what, what are we playing? Who All right, so, all right. So, yeah, we just talked about if we would fuck them. If we would just fuck if a we professor. Would just okay. Fuck our old professor. Sure, okay. okay. Great. Okay. Uh-huh. So, mine would be Henry. I was about to say, is anybody's not Henry? I didn't have Henry, so it wouldn't have been Henry. But if you did have Henry, you would. Backstory on Henry. Kind of looked like Kevin Klein, taught Shakespeare and realism. Uh, if you are a fan of. Uh, Star Trek. No, Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. He's the priest. He's the priest who does the... I've never watched Seinfeld. It's, it's something bad you never bad watched you. Seinfeld yeah. at all? Do you know the one Henry was in? He was like the priest that was like, blah, 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 or something like I, that. I vaguely remember this priest character, but I, yeah. I... I mean, I watched Seinfeld in the 90s and early 2000s, so I don't really remember much about it. But I did watch a lot of Seinfeld. It was It's a good show. So we yeah. agree. Henry. Henry's Henry. Henry. Fuck Henry. Henry, I, fuck Henry for sure. What theater professor would I engage in intercourse with? <laughs> um, I just had a lot of old dudes and old ladies. Uh, Sounds hot to me. Maybe, uh, maybe Marion Hampton when she was young and like like she was twenty because she was that. hot. Was she? Was she, she? Was like a beauty queen. Yeah. And then she became a voice teacher who uh, she was fine. She was just like she was like super nice. So she just didn't give critical feedback, so she was just too nice. You're uh, like, I'm not really learning, but I'm yeah, having she, a great time. She, she was mm-hmm. lovely, and she, you know, I think her teaching was good. Like her lessons were good, but she didn't make she didn't make people better mm-hmm. at what they were doing because she didn't know how to direct them and like focus critical notes to what your learning process. So she was like, fine, and her her class was easy, <laughs> easy A. So that was great. Wink. Uh, but she was like a beauty queen. She was like Miss Miss Iowa. I don't know. She's some. She's Miss some state, and she competed in Miss USA pageant. So like, when she was younger, yes, uh, I would have been. I would have been down. I feel like I would also engage in intercourse with uh, one Jack McLaughlin Gray, um, because he would show me who's boss. Yeah. Uh, I would mostly want to sleep with Jack McLaughlin Gray for the dialogue that would be. We should describe him a little. We should give people some context. Jack McLaughlin Gray is a beautiful old man. And he has a shiny little head with a little, like, who's that guy on Seinfeld? Or not Seinfeld. I've got Seinfeld on the brain. Who's the guy on, um, doesn't he kind of look like a not mean version of the guy from The Simpsons? Yes, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Uh, no, he doesn't look like He's Mr. Like Burns. He's like a hot Mr. Burns. <laughs> right? No, their Mr. haircut. Mr. Burns is the most... Fr- I know, yes, his I know, haircut his is hair, the same. Okay, yes. so that's, that's his hair. He's bald. And then his body is like... Um, his body is like a lanky old man. Mm-hmm. Old man body. But he dressed in like really cute little gingham. Oh, and khakis. Khakis. Those right. were nice. 
And then... I feel like he shines his shoes pretty regularly, uh-huh. like gets them shined. Yeah, and he... I don't think he had dentures. I think he had real teeth. He did. And he was I amazing because he had, he had really big, like, canine teeth. Yes. And he didn't smile a lot. So when he did, it was, like, surprising and, like, alarming, but in, like, an adorable way. You're like, oh, I made him smile. Like, I made him lol. Yeah. And then his voice was like, oh, I, <laughs> I only want to do, like, sexy dialogue with it. But it was like, it was like, oh, shine my shoes Becky <laughs> like it was it was just this beautiful or you'd be like he, so he thought every scene was like a love story no matter what the scene was he'd be like do you love him do you hate him absolutely you do it was so dramatic and you were like I'm the best actor that there ever was because this guy is talking to me so intensely that I know he believes in my talents. I feel like every year we had to do Miss Julie at some point, the scene from Miss Kiss Julie. Kiss my he shoe. Would, he would always do. He would always be the woman at some point and give us like a quick little line read. And he'd be like, Kiss my foot. And then uh, we would also do uh, not Uncle Vanya. What's the other one? The seagull. seagull. And so he'd always be like, take that walker on the lake, Nina. And then he would like walk in like he just walked around the lake. And it was the sweetest. I think I was in Jack's class that I remember him saying it was his least favorite class that he ever had. (laughs) The people in it were just not good. It was like a a real crapshoot of actors and... uh, it was just like uh, people who weren't very good and are, I don't know, maybe it was a weird time of day. I don't know what it was. It was not a good class. And I remember he also didn't really care that much for me. Uh, and I, I just like, I didn't like realism and the plays that we were doing were just not the kind of performance I care about at all. Uh, I'm a, I'm less of an actor and more of a performer. I like, I like uh, really connecting with the audience. I don't really worry about like the density of the subtext of every scene. And but I did like, I understood what he was teaching, but I just wasn't good at exemplifying it. And I remember that in my acting assessment, which is at the end of the year, that all the, there's a round table of teachers to tell you if they think you're good or not at acting for some really reason. Horrible. Every semester, they're like, you were good this year, or you suck. Yeah. <laughs> and, or um, you need to lose 10 pounds or gain 10 pounds. Yeah. That teacher shall not be named. Someone said that to you? Yes. And will you mouth it? Oh, it's just, they, you know, it was, it was weird. But he said that, He's like, Keith, I, you never, I didn't think you got it. But then your final paper, you showed to me that you did learn and you just, maybe it was the rest of the class. <laughs> because I wrote a paper being like, I get what you're teaching. I don't think I ever exemplified it in class. I don't think I had a good, I had very good scene partner. So it was just really hard to connect. But I wrote like, I wrote everything that I learned. He's like, you did learn but I didn't know you had learned, so I have changed your grade to an A. <laughs> I was getting a B, certainly, in that class, but, and then that paper proved to him that I was, uh, I, was, I was a learned student. I remember he cast me as the neighbor in the All My Sons scene, the one that's like, well, my husband, you know, to uh-huh. something to take me to beach, whatever the fuck that line uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. And he would always just like stop me, like before I even got a word out and be like, no. <laughs> I was like, A of all, should have been Ann Deaver. <laughs> Fucking duh. Uh-huh. Look at me. Uh-huh. B of all, one day, Lori substituted and she's like, you need a prop. Take this bag of nuts and do the scene. And as I'm eating, <laughs> eating a bag of nuts, she's like, huh, didn't that just transform the scene, guys? And everyone was like, yeah, she's like really good. 
She's like super good at you. And so I was like, he came, so she was subbing. Jack comes back and I'm like, I'm going to do the scene and turn my bag of nuts because I'm really good when I eat nuts during this. And he stopped me like less than a minute and was like, what are you doing? He's like, put those nuts down. He was like, I just don't believe you. And I was like, God damn it. Aval should have been Andiever. Oh, so funny. So many laws. Okay, we should do really quick, like a kill, fuck, marry. Okay. okay. First names only. All right, I'm gonna give it to you. Who, who are the three you're putting on the table? Paul. Okay. <laughs> That's one. Okay. Uh-huh. Paul. Paul. Um. Uh. Lori. <laughs> this is Janet. Oof. Wow, you really uh, stacked the deck. Hmm. For us, uh, <laughs> I think I'm so funny. Well, I'm gonna start I'll with I would. One I would fuck Paul because that's what he clearly wants. He's flexible. He wants to fuck all of us, and I, I don't think we were all too upset with that. Um, I would fuck Janet actually because I think she would be like a very liberated woman. Oh, like you know like, what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> she was like very, very into women's rights, which true. we should all be. But I feel like she would be a very caring, nurturing, like, nurturing partner. partner. She would very much care about my needs. That's yeah. True. I think I would marry Lori because Lori just she totally has her shit together. Mm-hmm. She goes running every day. She's just incredibly independent. So like. I, I just think everything that needs to get done in life would get done if you married Lori Adams. I would also marry Lori. Only because I would n- never in my wildest do anything sexual with Paul. That is... Fair. I would just have to kill him by default. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you would kill Janet by default? Yeah. I don't want to kill Janet, but... She's very nice. I but feel... That's exactly what a man would do. I am with Becky. I would. Yeah. <laughs> that is what a man would do. I would kill Paul. We've never gelled. He yeah. thought I was a waste of space, and he made it very obvious. Even though it was like, I, me acting like a feather is just as good as this person next to me acting like a feather. Yeah. So like, he taught movement, listeners. Um, he thought I was a garbage person. So absolutely, I would murder him, low and slow. Take my time. You didn't like me once because I uh, said that the play he directed was um, unwatchable, <laughs> and it was. It was. It was bad. It was. They did a Spring's Awakening, not the musical, but the stage play, and they did this weird like movement thing where they kind of went into physical seizures when the characters were under duress. It was very bizarre, um, but it was just. It was just like way too bizarre. It was super fucking bizarre. Also, that that mo- that play has scenes where like. A bunch of kids jack off on a quarter, and then one of them has to lick it. It's just fucking weird. Ah! And we had an old message board system, and we you could write anonymous things on the message board. It was, like, but it was, it, which is admittedly a weird yeah. thing too. But someone started talking about the show, and I said that it was really bad, and I didn't get it, and I didn't, I didn't see a need for the the seizures, and that they didn't translate. And I did write the two people that I thought were good. And I said most of it, I just think it was bad. And then he, but the faculty was on these message boards too, which I didn't know. And my name was not anonymous. It was like, wow. ha- it was like Haber's boy or something like that. It was very clearly me. And uh, he, he just, I, he never said it, but like he wrote, something wrote back that like alluded that I thought maybe it was him. And then his demeanor with me was for the next two years was just not cool. Okay. But that's why I didn't get along with him because I was like, I don't see why as a student it's my job to stroke your ego as a professor. And if you're not going to do that, he 
acted like you were a waste of time. Yeah. So I was just like, no, this is why I kill you. Yeah, he just ignored me. Like there would be times where I, I was definitely in his class, like a class of seven people. It wasn't a big, like the swords class. Mm. Just constantly pretended like I was not there. You're not good at acting like, like a flame. Okay. I was like, all right, I guess I'm not here right now. Are you pushing? Are you pulling? Are you pressing? And you'd be like, hold. And everyone would be like, hold. <laughs> and then I'd be like, <sighs> it was everyone to fuck in that class. Everyone had like dewy chests. Anyway. It was literally a the like, hey, maybe, you know, get really comfortable with just rubbing on a bunch of people. Because yeah. sometimes in plays, you do have to rub on, on a bunch of people. Some, sometimes you're in weird Japanese seizure plays. So right. you just got to get used to that kind of acting. Yeah. But now when you, when you put it that way, like, well, no wonder he didn't like any of us because we're not exactly the paradigm of like sexuality. Like, let's take off our clothes yeah. and grope each other. No, no offense to you guys. the actors who were into that. Like, like yeah. hippy dippy, weird. Like, like yeah, Kerrigan, yeah. like yeah. Celeste. Yeah. Like people like, who are just. I'm so in touch with my body. And like, that's, so... I mean, if it, you know. Good for them. Good for Not them. me at all. I Not just... me at all. No. I wasn't into it either. I yeah. also just wasn't flexible enough for that class. Me neither. I would just pull muscles all the time. I'm shocked I didn't fart more in that class. I had class. Kate for movement. So did, so did I, but he would sub some I, days and be like, you're garbage. Yeah. Anyway. He never subbed for us. We only had like grad students do it when Kate wasn't there, which was also kind of weird because mm-hmm. um, it was like, how old are you? Yeah. You're I like, know but you you're have my peer. a degree. But then once you're like a senior, you're like, so really there's only one year difference between like a senior and like a first year MFA if they if they went straight if they from went that. straight from that which most of them don't though no but in my head I was always like that's just boggles my mind when students are teach I don't know the whole system is it's a weird system I would kill Paul <laughs> I would <laughs> kill Paul I would fuck Janet because I agree I think she'd be very nurturing and she yeah. would just being the feminist that she is she'd be an amazing scissor sister I'm sorry that got graphic. I just, I just feel like what's, she would. What's next on the docket? No, that was what literally like the last question. Uh, wait, and then I would marry Lori because I would, I would, I would be a better person because of her. It'd be like Jack Nicholson vibes in uh, as good as it gets me. Like you make me want to be a better man. I mean, it's just funny. Like when you did see Lori with her husband, you're like, you guys are the least intimate people I've ever seen. But they're very functional. They're very, 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 very functional. functional. Like a super healthy relationship. But like, I didn't know they were married until I was like a senior. Yeah, me neither, because they had different last names. I did know that they made beautiful children. Uh huh. They do have both some, of their kids. Yeah. are like very talented, very good looking. Two? two, yeah. It's just the two, the boy and the girl. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, last thing, totally irrelevant to any of this. Uh-huh. Just while we wrap things up, T yeah. Swift's new album dropped. Reputation. Okay, so it's not very important, but anyway, you haven't listened to it yet. What are your feelings revolving the new T Swift album? You know, I don't know what we made her do, but we made her do it, and that's on us. You know, so this album, if it's good, you know, congrats to us, and if it's bad, shame on us. We fucked up. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's all our doing, no matter what. We did this. We yeah. created the Swift machine. Look, look you know? what we made her do. Look what we made her do. I guess my opinion is that 
<laughs> um, I think the song Gorgeous is embarrassing. I said it sounds like a parody song. It's like, because you have a beautiful face when I look at your face. It's like, the, to me, it sounds like Teresa Judice's daughter from Real Housewives in New Jersey wrote an album and Taylor Swift like slapped her name on it. Like, I don't believe in the songs. However, I recognize that she's good for like a catchy tune. We were saying it's an album you listen to while you're curling your hair. Yeah, and getting ready. Yeah. I will say that in... Uh, the whatever the name of the song look what you made me do is is that what it is yeah is that the name of the song mm-hmm. the breakdown right before the part that goes cause I got daughter I got tongue in the nick of time that part is great mm-hmm. the song should be that mm-hmm. like that hook is super good and then it goes into a super confusing boo look what you made me do which yeah. sounds very similar to like weird old peaches peaches, peaches mm-hmm. songs yeah like sex on the beaches what yeah. else is in the teaches of peaches, peaches. huh what yeah it's like it sounded it's like good. that which mm-hmm. is like why why would you why would that be an artistic choice Ooh, you would right? make to sound like peaches oh, i love who doesn't want to sound like, like you like want to call me all the time that was like college I got my yeah. behind his final of the time like sex on the beaches what else is in the teaches of peaches huh why so you could do that all night i mean it's really funny good uh roundabout circle to this old college podcast right yeah. <laughs> really, lines with peach really turned into just talking about college I mean, you're welcome everyone for the inside years, scoop years. i know you're newly married but more importantly we went to college too. we didn't talk about any of the real interesting stuff in my opinion that happened in college so i mean we missed well, all of it yeah you're like and then we killed someone yeah, i was like i don't know what? that was like a glaze of ever like we had a ball pit in my, one like one of the years in college we had like college was crazy Always, all the time. Well, this is how I get all my new, you we know, fifty thousand couch. We didn't talk about the fact that Pangea has a couch on top of a couch. That double couch from the Lego Movie. We did that five years before. We the can Lego squeeze movie. it in. Nah, I, you know, it's just a couch on top of a couch. Well, now that I have at least seventy thousand uh, subscribers, um, I <laughs> that's just that, that's the rate. Uh, we got to keep them wanting more, guys. Yeah. I do want to thank you both for letting me sleep in your home and being on this podcast. Um, do you want to plug your social media handles? Back, you think you're good? Back smacks two. Please spell it. B E C K S M E C K S two. There used to be. Oh, someone did ask where it did. Like when I first changed to back smacks two, they were like two. What happened to one? And it was because I had one, and I was like, I'm gonna. It was public. And then I all of a sudden had like 90 bajillion kids wanting to be my friend on Instagram. And I just moved to L.A. And when I would meet people, they would like be like, OK, I just followed you. Make sure to follow me back. And then I wouldn't be able to find them in the sea of kids. Oh. So then I made it private again. And then in makeup school, they said we should have public Instagrams so that we have a following, basically. <laughs> basically, they were like, you probably need a public Instagram. We'll give her a follow. Okay. <laughs> Origin story. It's really worth it. Keith, do you want to plug your social media accounts? No. All right, great. Um, I'm at Hannah A. Brown, H-A-N-N-A-H-A-B-R-O-W-N. How do you think they're listening to this podcast if they don't know that? I don't know. Apple, iTunes. iTunes and Spotify, or SoundCloud. Um, I guess they could, I didn't know it was on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening, guys, and thank you for being here. <laughs> Anything else? Uh...